Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. That means it's time to ignite the dynamite the day after the dynamite. And I am Will Washington. And I just realized right as I hit start broadcast that I have to pee. So let's see how long <laughs> I can keep going on this show before I leave Jeremy on his own today. But uh Will Washington, <laughs> I don't have to make a run in today. No, I'm, you don't have to make a, a run in. I know, right? You were at Dynamite last night live in whatever arena that is in Cleveland, Ohio. It's that place where uh The Wolstein Center. The Wolstein Center. Wolstein Center. Wolstein Center, yeah. yes. Uh that was where Cody had his last AEW match. Yep. Uh, what else famous happened there? Um, let's see. AEW was there. I think I want to say was the in Beach Break. That was that was Cole yeah, that was and Beach... Orange Cassidy. Where it was yeah. the, the main events on that show? But yeah, it was. It's mainly Cody's last match. Great CM Punk and MJF segment. Whatever happened to that guy happened on that show <laughs> as well. That's the only Cleveland yeah. show that I've been to. Yeah, because they were there in G- was January. January. Yeah, January. January. Well, I want to say they were also there in 2020, though. Um, and what happened there? I know there was a main event that was. Uh, hold up, hold up, hold up. Uh, it was. Was it Jericho and Santana and Ortiz versus Darby Allen and Private Party? I'm going to look this up and see if you're correct. I did not live here in the awful state of Ohio in 2020. So I do not know. Uh, I was not at that one in 2020, but I'm going to look okay. up and see if Will Washington is correct of uh, what the main event was. Uh, yeah, I'm going to look it up as well, see if I can get there faster. All right, here uh, we go. Inner Circle, Jericho Ortiz Sertana against Darby Allen, Private Party. There you go. AEW Dynamite. There was also there was oh that was beach break. I was like, there was another one. Uh was that the that was the main event. So there you go. Also on that show was Cody against Kip Sabian. He was there last night. Yeah. Young Bucks um, against Butcher and Blade. SCU against Hybrid 2. Uh, Nyla Rose and Big Swole. 
So a lot of people who are no longer with the company. <laughs> yeah, it was. It, that's very true. Um, I remember that show opening with the because uh, it had a Moxley promo, and I remember that because um, he opened with the OH, and the crowd did the IO, and I was like, right. oh. Uh, I should message Jesse to see if that's like a real thing. And she's like, of course that's a thing. You didn't okay. know that was a thing? I'm not from Ohio. I mean, fuck do I know about Ohio? I don't know. I even knew that was a thing just by watching like Ohio State football games and whatnot. I knew that was a thing. Because oh, the best I... is when the, the best is when Moxley goes to Japan and he's like, Hi, or he's like, oh, wait, and they're like, hi, oh, hi, oh, and they, they think they're just saying hi, and he's trying to lead an OHIO oh, chant. And the Japanese crowd just thinks they're saying hi, it's, it's awesome. There's a great clip that, of that somewhere <laughs> that actually rules. Uh, <laughs> hey, leave us a thumbs up, um, and send us your super chats and your humper chats. We'll get those read here on the show. This is obviously a very, very, um, hell, I have to tell you so. The first person I pitched Day After Dynamite to was Mr. Jeremy Lambert, guy uh, to my stage left. Uh, and when I pitched Day After Dynamite back in January, I think it might have been December, but regardless, I know I started it early in the year, but... When, it was January. When I, yeah, it was January. Yeah, it was January. When I pitched Day After Dynamite, the idea behind it wasn't necessarily to just recap Dynamite again. Because thing is, Fightful has Dynamite fairly well covered on Wednesdays. But I was noticing that Thursdays just happened to be a really newsworthy day coming out of Dynamite. That sometimes we would talk about these things. We would talk about them on the post shows. And then the next day, all of a sudden, any questions we had in the post show, we'd have answers for. And so um, I wanted to make sure that we had a show where we kind of got to talk about those things, talk about ratings, pretty much talk about anything that's coming out of Dynamite. Let me tell you, the last two episodes have truly served their purpose, right? Like, I felt yeah. like last week's episode was what I pitched the day after Dynamite for, uh, when we actually had, like, some big news stories, some stuff to talk about, and guess what? We got it again today! <laughs> <laughs> so this is... Uh, your, pitch, this is your pitch, by the way, was, was great. It's like, people want, like, want me to do a Dynamite review. Can I do it? And this, we had to rebrand, like, the... The, the secondary null again and everything and i was just like looking for content and you're like hey what do you think of this i want to do dad jokes i want to do you know talk about ratings talk about news coming out and, you know what do you think what time like you're will washington whatever you want to do i don't care just, <laughs> just let me know i however i can support you i legit said this to you in the dm i was like you are will washington mm -hmm. I, whatever you want to do we'll make this work okay like we, we will, we'll make it happen and so like i know the time changed a couple of times but I know you wanted incorporate meetings and everything. I was just happy to have you as part of the channel in any way and to have you, because I know you wanted to review Dynamite. And I was just like, yes, Will, you can do whatever you want. You are the best. So go for it. And I'm glad it is now, you know, we're getting a bunch of news on Wednesdays. And we're going to be live on this show when the rating comes out. And I'm sure that's going to lead to a bunch of discourse, given what oh, they yeah, yeah. put on there last night. We got, we got 45 minutes till it hits and... Uh... We'll know everything. I mean, I'll say this. Uh, I know there's obviously a lot of interest in that world title match, and we know that because 
Look at the YouTube uh, numbers already. They put the whole match up because, hey, it's the rare time they get. I like how AEW's like, full match. And... <laughs> Such a UFC uh, thing to do. <laughs> full fight highlights are up there. And it's like, yeah, full uh, match. <laughs> yeah, they put full match. Well, because, you know, WWE puts up full match. They mean yeah. full match. And, like, AEW did mean full match here, but it wasn't any longer than most of their clips, right? But they put full match AEW world title on the line. John Moxley versus CM Punk. It's at like 1.1 million last I checked. So it's doing pretty good. Uh, people are definitely very interested in seeing what happened. And I, let me tell you, Jeremy, I was, I tweeted this out, but I was five minutes behind the entire show. Oh. And so usually I do that so that I can like kind of skip through commercial breaks. Um, and so I was five minutes behind and the world title match starts and uh, <laughs> i swear to you the entrance is finished and my phone just starts vibrating non-stop and i'm like uh hmm that's weird did something happen mid-match because i'm only five minutes behind and i see reg texted and he's like welp and <laughs> that's all reg had said and then uh denise messages me and she's like what happened and i'm like what the fuck are you guys talking about i'm still five minutes behind but obviously i might as well catch the show up because i i don't know what i missed and i instantly catch it up and i see john moxley with both belts and uh i just flabbergasted i didn't even know what to expect here. I, I didn't know that that was going to go down. There are a few things I did know was going to go down. Um, but as far as that was concerned, no idea. Not a clue. Uh, I thought they might find a way out. They did not find a way out. Uh, I think when they like when they booked this match you know, the prior week, everyone was coming up with different booking scenarios. I thought like my prediction was clean finish, Punk wins. MJF comes out, there's your new all out main event. That was my like official kind of prediction there. And then I don't think anybody really predicted like, yeah, four minute squash match. This is this is what we're doing. <laughs> like I was stunned. I was absolutely stunned. Yeah. I mean, I I knew we weren't gonna see MJF. I had asked uh a few people in the company about that, and the response I got was um I haven't heard from him. I wasn't expecting to hear from him, but there are no signs that he's anywhere nearby. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, I was, I said, I thought so because I feel like there'd be some kind of like little traces right. of things like, oh, there's somebody backstage who's being hidden, something along those lines. None of that was around. Nobody was talking like that. And, um, so I'm like, look, Twitter has like really convinced themselves that MJF is coming back tonight. And, yeah. the, Me too. and the response I was getting was, um, no, uh, I, I don't know what to tell you, but I don't see any signs of any like mystery person coming in, anything along those lines. Uh, and so. I we love know. working ourselves on Twitter, right? I like do, not everyone has connections like you, Will Washington, but I do the rest of us be, love I mean, working I, ourselves on Twitter. I do think he'll be at all out. I do think that um, they've already promoted a Joker scenario. Uh, They have the casino ladder match happening. And 
we know there's a mystery person in it. As a matter of fact, at the moment, they're all mystery people. Yeah. Because <laughs> they haven't announced anybody for it. But of course, the way the casino ladder match works, it's a match AEW's done twice, but it is a match where we do see, um, what is it, six participants and then a seventh Joker. Uh, yeah. And so the first time they did it, Brian Cage was the Joker and he won. The second time they did it, Hangman Adam Page was the Joker. He won, went on to beat Kenny Omega for the world title. And so I feel like uh, Jeremy's favorite thing, the rankings, um, they still kind of use those. And so uh, Mm. thinking about how you would get MJF even into a title scenario, knowing that, I mean, he literally was squashed in his last (laughs) match. (laughs) That we saw, like, this is a guy who actually hasn't won much at all. Matter of fact, if I think about this, what were his last, like, three matches? It was one losing to Wardlow. Before that, losing to Sean Dean. Uh, before that, he lost to CM Dog collar match, yeah. Uh, and so I feel like he doesn't necessarily have, like, any claim to a title match at all. But the way you could get him there is... The casino ladder match that is their little shortcut that is the doesn't matter what your record is you leapfrog everybody to become number one contender by grabbing this chip from the top of a ladder so that's my thinking i don't know who they put in the match though um and well, if you're if you're gonna use the rankings then you throw in it feels like hangman. they're doing yeah like hangman should probably be in it everybody else ranked already has has a match i mean darby doesn't officially have a match but it but, seems like they're leaning yeah. one way towards that uh everybody else like has a match on the show so i'm sure orange cassidy will be in there assuming they lose in the trios match they love him and that's i don't think he loses the trios match though i you think they beat uh whoever comes out of dark order and house of black yeah i do oh okay I, so, I think it's setting up Dark Order and the Elite as the, the trio's I th- match. I think, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're setting it up, but my gut tells me as far as pay-per-view matches are concerned, um, I feel like they would want to have kind of the best match possible for the Elite, and I think that's best friends. Okay. Fair. I mean, it <laughs> is. It's it's a, yeah, it's a better match than, than the Dark Order match, but I... I think they they're going more story because they're already going to have a great elite match with the United Empire next week. So mm-hmm. I, I think they're going to go more story, and that's where we're going to get Dark Order. Uh yeah, I don't know, I don't know, because I actually think the best friends could like win the whole thing. I think that uh, they see. Well, you're like... a scoopster now, and so when you say these things, now I think <laughs> no, you know I don't think no, I don't know anything. <laughs> I don't know anything other than the fact that I think about. Like, I, I just think about things. I think about, well, um, there is the last time AEW did like foregone conclusion kind of stuff. They like swerved us with like, uh, oh, foregone conclusion. We know that the Young Bucks are going to be the first tag team champions. And then er, they weren't. Um, and it's like, yeah, that well, might have been a mistake, though. That might have been a uh, mistake. I mean, it got me Kenny and Hangman as tag champions as True. the second tag champs, and they, I think, to this day, were the best tag champs. Um, so I don't know. But before we get to all of that, uh, and yeah, I'm being asked to read 
Humper Chats, and those are at humperchats.com. Send us your Humper Chats. They help support what we do here. Of course, I meant to type in Stream Labs, and I type in Stream Yard, uh, and there we go. Let's see. We've got uh, JP asks, what about Will Ospreay at All Out? Oh, wait, these weren't even mine. These are from last night. Um, <laughs> you know what? I still read your super Humper Chat again, so you got that a second time. But, um, yeah. Why am I being asked to read Humper Chats? Like, there's nothing new here. Who said this? We'll fight him. Yeah, but we do have a Super Chat. Jeremy Lambert, overbooked, <laughs> underpaid, so on the nose. Will Washington was so proud of the, that description <laughs> they gave me. I mean, we were backstage as he was doing the overlay, and he's like, you were changing Sean's from last week. Like, You're not managing editor and news guy. I was like, yeah, I don't know what I am. Like, I'm just here, present. And you just like started cackling. And I'm like, oh, no, I don't know what you have. And then he came up overbooked, underpaid. And I was like, yeah, that, that works. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm overbooked today. Doing way too many shows on way too little sleep. Mm -hmm. uh, but let's talk about where the show opened. So the show opened up with Judas in your mind. And man, I was looking all around and I'm like, are we going to see Jeremy singing Judas? We didn't see Jeremy singing Judas. I was hard camp side. So, oh, that's know. right. Yeah. yeah. That's where they stick the media folks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so they stick the folks that get comped and don't, you <laughs> yes. know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I I definitely know that. Um, yes. And <laughs> uh, sometimes you'll find yourself with like impact wrestlers over there. <laughs> I didn't see any impact wrestlers. That'd been oh cool. no, it depends on where you are. But <laughs> it, it, I'm just saying that can happen depending on the. Virgil city. was there last night. Virgil was wandering around the arena last night. He comes to these nice. uh, these shows up here in the north, whatever, all the time. He was at Pittsburgh earlier this year, mm -hmm. wandering around. Virgil just. He loves hanging out with the AEW shows. But yeah, we had Jericho make his way out, and he is going to call out, uh, as advertised, Daniel Garcia. And uh, I have to say, I was watching this thinking the whole time, is somebody going to slip up? Because you've got a Daniel in there, and is somebody going to screw up and say Daniel Bryan? And go figure, the person who fucking did it was Brian Danielson, and Brian <laughs> Danielson's his real name. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, Daniel Garcia and Brian Danielson in a promo. But yeah, so uh, this was the time we got to see Daniel Garcia at his most vulnerable. Uh, yeah. We've seen him in AEW pretty much playing a little bit of a uh, cocky shithead since he's been around. It's been about a year now, a little over a year since he's been in AEW. And that's pretty much all we've seen from him. But this time, we got a little bit of depth here. We got to see him be a little bit more vulnerable. And he talked about the fact that he didn't care about any of that stuff. The only thing he cared about was that that was his moment with uh, a guy that has been his hero and his mentor Jericho ruined it and uh and Jericho gave the the little backhanded apology he said uh <laughs> he said I I'm sorry that you felt that way yeah <laughs> <laughs> um but Daniel Garcia wanted an apology himself or no Jericho wanted an apology for Daniel Garcia outcomes 
Brian Danielson. See, I almost did it. Uh, out comes Brian Danielson, and uh, he basically puts an end to all of this. Yeah, he's like, you, you're a wrestler. Like, you, yeah, you're not a sports the, entertainer. You're a wrestler. The crowd chanted, you're a wrestler. I do yes. have to say, I hope this sports entertainer stuff dies like yesterday. Uh, <laughs> and a big reason really? for that. Well, I mean, the main reason is because the thing it's referencing no longer exists. Yeah. And so <laughs> what are we doing anymore? Like now we're poking fun at the term sports entertainer when the guy who pushed the term sports entertainer doesn't exist anymore. We've seen on the other show that they call themselves wrestlers on that show. So like w- what is uh It's still what is it's, sports entertainer in that case. It's a great bit though. Like even though like sports entertainment is dead cuz Vince is gone or whatever. Like it's still a great like when Jericho says like you're the greatest technical sports entertainer out oh, there. Oh, I love like, that. I think that's so the good. shit. I agree. I think that's <laughs> I think that is one of the funniest terms possibly of all time <laughs> like it's it's such a good bit even if sports entertainment is is no longer as much of a thing in in wwe like i still love the bit and i absolutely love this segment i thought daniel garcia was great where he's like you know you're putting my mentor and my hero like why are you doing this to me in public like the the range of emotions he showed uh the way he just like the vulnerability like you said that he showed like he felt like daniel garcia is what like 22 23 he's being put in a he's being put in a very tough spot by two people he looks up to and respects it's like mom and dad fighting out here and like he's he's just caught in the middle of it of like okay which way am i supposed to go here and i absolutely i thought garcia was brilliant in this segment jericho always good at at what he does in these types of things and danielson very good as well uh, setting up the match but man garcia i've been high on daniel garcia like since he came to AEW, just based on like his technical wrestling and just his overall wrestling ability and people are like oh yeah but like can't act doesn't have charisma and stuff it's like yeah this is what they said about brian danielson and like look at this guy like there's different types of charisma there's different types of acting and emotions mm-hmm. and garcia a lot like danielson you know when danielson is doing like his retirement promo and his comeback promo like the ability to connect an emotional human level like that is something that not a lot of wrestlers can do. And I thought Daniel Garcia did that like just excellently last night. I fully agree. I think that uh, Daniel Garcia here to me, I think it was very much a a Brian Danielson type situation, right? Where um, except I feel like the fans kind of stuck him with it because like WWE, like, really hammered it in when Brian first came in. Right. Where's your charisma? He, this guy doesn't have charisma. This guy can't talk. He has no personality. But, like, all he had to do was show us, and we knew that he did. And yeah. uh, and I feel like Garcia kind of always has shown us that he has personality. He has always shown us charisma. Um, and this just showed that there was a little more depth behind it. And, yeah, I like this a lot. But, of course, he leaves. And that... Leaves us with uh, Brian, uh, Brian Danielson. Man, Daniel Garcia is throwing me off here. Brian he, shoved, he shoved Chris Jericho. He, he shoved Chris Jericho. Down. He, like, yeah, he down. And Danielson's down. cackle when that happened was fantastic yes. as well. And Danielson, uh, him and Jericho get into it. And basically they set up a match. 
Lionheart again versus the American Dragon. This should be fun. Uh, it should be good. I mean, it's a match we've only seen on television two times. Uh, and it, when we saw it the first time, it was the first episode of NXT. It was the debut, actually, on television of Brian Danielson as Daniel Bryan. Jericho, of course, won that match. But we didn't see it again till so that was in 2010. We didn't see it again till 2013 in an Elimination Chamber qualifying match. And then uh, after that, we didn't see that match again. And now it's, they're two entirely different people. Yeah, it's a, it's a fresh match. It's going to be good. Danielson, I mean, I think everyone knows. If you don't know, that's the GOAT in my opinion, like that's, that's my favorite wrestler. That's who I think is, is the best of all time. Your camera is going crazy. Will it just I'm trying to get it to refocus on things. Um, there we go. I, I think, I think Danielson's the absolute best. So I, I have very high expectations from him and Jericho, like he's, he's 50 years old now, but can still put on a good performance, especially against the right people. And Brian Danielson is the right people. I want to ask you though, Will like, if you're Tony Khan, if you're AEW, where are you going with Daniel Garcia? Like, do you have him go with Danielson or do you have him stay with Jericho? Oh, definitely don't have him stay with Jericho. I think really? that this is one of those places you can have. Uh, like, we saw how well the payoff with Yuta worked. And I think going with it is probably the right call. But at the same time, I could absolutely see the this all being a swerve and him ultimately going with his mentor. I don't know. I, but at the same time, I feel like Garcia being the wrestler he is would want to face Chris Jericho. That's another one yeah. that I feel like he would want to get to tie it up with and have um, just a bunch of solid showings with. I don't know. I don't think we are fully in store for the... Uh, for any shenanigans here, I actually think that with the fans being behind Garcia now, they're chanting, you're a wrestler. They want to see him wrestle. I could see I, him going BCC. I think he can still have great wrestling matches against a variety of people. I mean, he's proven that as part of the Jericho Appreciation Society. I think if you go to BCC, like you're still a little overshadowed by Danielson and Moxley and even to an extent Claudio and like I don't want to see him just like be BCC B team out there it's like cool you're having great <laughs> matches but like you can just have great matches still with Jericho and you can also be a little bit more prominent because like with Jericho like Sammy's there but Sammy's also like sort of outside Jericho Appreciation Society. Sammy hasn't been there for a couple. Yeah, he hasn't. Um, I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh at that because... Um... Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. 
That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Look, ultimately on paper, it is a funny situation. Um and like I tried not like I even tweeted, I was like, I don't mean to throw fuel in the fire. And then I turned to Reddit and people were like, hey, Will just confirmed all of this. And I'm like, I guess I threw fuel on the fire. Um as far as the two major stories that have come out uh about Sammy Guevara and Eddie Kingston. And Eddie Kingston did confirm that what took place did take place, that he did indeed after uh some Nasty remarks from Sammy Guevara. He did indeed take a swing at Sammy. Uh, everything I heard about that situation at the just at the time, everything I heard was that um, there wasn't uh, a whole lot of contention. Uh, I mean, obviously there was in the actual situation, but as far as the suspension and everything was concerned, it was pretty much like. Eddie took it and and Tony was very much like a like dude you know what you did here like and you know we can't have that backstage um like I saw some people trying to paint it as oh look Eddie Kingston's now on the outs with the company like no there was a, a solid understanding from what I know that everybody knew what happened here and um Eddie Kingston owns that he acted unprofessionally that's that's it and he said that today uh yeah. and that's that's that situation uh the fiance would like me to relay that eddie kingston is a hero so that is her opinion <laughs> that does not represent the opinion of fightful.com is the opinion of the fiance that eddie kingston is a hero and sammy guevara is not a hero <laughs> um i mean look they um i feel like and I got a text from an older wrestler today and it helped give context that I wanted to save this for day after dynamite. So I was going to tweet it. And then I was like, nah, save it. Um, and what it said, and I actually enjoyed this quite a bit because, uh, they were kind of framing the fact that everybody's talking about all of the backstage issues happening in AEW as of late because they're newsworthy they are very much newsworthy uh but the way it was put to me by an older wrestler who's been kind of around the block he said that while it's probably news because the first couple of years of AEW were very uh you know rah rah and everybody was like kumbaya very kumbaya kumbaya, we're all on the same team kind of thing he's like Dude, like, if you survived the 90s, you know that, like, this is fucking normal. Like, Undertaker would walk into this <laughs> locker room and go, all right, this is my kind of locker room. <laughs> Punching guys in the face. That's what we do. Eyes um, and guns, baby. Let's go. <laughs> Taker's all about that shit. He's, he's going to sign with AEW. He's like, they ain't got them fucking video games there. They got knives and guns. <laughs> this is what I'm here for. Like, I honestly would love to hear now what, like, 
the old podcasters who like kind of rag on the the softer culture of wrestlers today, as they like to say, I would love to hear what they have to say about this. This is the one time where I will probably listen to every single podcast just to hear exactly what like older older wrestlers have to say about all of this because um to them they were like nah this is what i'm used to wrestlers getting along what is this you know it's gonna depend on like what time like booker t's gonna be like tony khan's got a problem he's got a problem on his hands with all of these yeah oh yeah booker Booker t the guy who got in a fist fight with batista at the SummerSlam 06 photo shoot he's gonna be like you can't be doing this stuff like this is just not a good culture (laughs) out there that's what booker t is gonna say like a hundred percent it depends on like where they where they sit on on things yeah if they they don't like AEW, they're gonna continue to not like AEW if they got wwe affiliation road dog is gonna say some dumb shit i'm sure like if they got wwe ties they're gonna still just be like oh this is an issue but yeah it's like 90s i tweeted it today i was like AW just said it's 96, 97, WWF phase. Like, here we go. Like, boom, boom <laughs> periods coming. This is what happened regularly. Uh, well, you know, the funny thing, too, is... Uh, so, the other story that came out, of course, yesterday was about the um, the mandatory talent meeting, which, uh, bless his heart, Max Caster tried to reference. And oh, nobody, man. And the crowd got... Uh, I felt bad because he says this line, and I'm like, oh... And like nobody else said anything, and I was like, "Was I the only person who reacted to that? Like, did did I get picked up on camera of like the only reaction to that line?" It's like I got it, but it seemed like nobody else in the crowd no, that, gave a that damn was, about that line. Um, no, that was uh, a a little too insider, I think. And yes, did, it's an but, inside audience, but man, no reaction. You'd be surprised how not inside it is oh i'm i'm kind of with you like i said today is like you know there's eight thousand subscribers to to fightful select that's a that's a lot that's you know we're the the biggest kind of platform on that stuff but like eight thousand compared to a million people who watch AEW is very small potatoes so yeah i don't think it's as inside as a lot of people think it is but i still thought the there would be enough people in the audience who would be like oh talent meeting like yeah but nothing no i i talk to people in the crowd uh, all the time. I, I love making conversation with people. And when I was at, I remember I sat in, it was in Vegas, uh, at the go home dynamite to double or nothing. And I was sitting next to this guy who, uh, basically got all his news off of like Instagram. Right. Um, he's like, yeah, I don't even use Twitter. Um, he's like, it's too complicated for me. I just, I use Instagram. Right. And like, he would get like Sean Rossap scoops in like the most roundabout way like he just got him out of like memes right that was how he got that was how he got it but he was a big AEW fan he's like i watch it on tv every week but to him you know none of it like as far as any news was concerned uh he got it from his scrolling and that was pretty much it but i I do think there is a little too much emphasis sometimes from people in both wrestling media and I think and in the industry because of the fact that we uh, people in the industry are pretty much have their ear to the ground and they they hear all this stuff they see it they they're so attached to it that as far as they're concerned um, to a lot of them they see this is the fan base but then like when you get out in front of people and it's like no this is that's actually uh, still a really small portion of it.
Yeah. Um, which is why I think it's silly when I hear anybody say that the 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 smarks are all that's watching now and it's like do you realize like look how many <laughs> tweets uh are going off at any given point during like dynamite for example um dynamite will usually get probably about i think it's seventy thousand tweets during an episode and that's also assuming that multiple people are tweeting at the same time so then you have to assume that even if you take that at face value seventy thousand, that's still a small portion of a million yeah it's very small potatoes compared yeah. to like what people think like oh they're only appealing to the smarks and the hardcore fans it's like i mean they are to an extent with some of this stuff but that ain't a huge audience there's clearly an audience out there that just isn't as plugged in as as we all are and sometimes i do think AEW should try to do a little bit better to be in touch with that audience that isn't so plugged in and i will get to those comments later yeah uh, Orion Ben six 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 says, "Where are those guys who said Garcia can't act?" They got put in a bin last night. Daniel Garcia with his tears just put him in a body bag. That's where uh, they'll at. move the goalpost to something else. Um, <laughs> see, uh, Nathan says, "I think Garcia goes solo. Look at Danielson laughing while he's going through a crisis of conscience. That's his hero." It's a good point. Good point. Very good point. Yeah. Pro Wrestling Podcast says Danielson wanted Garcia and Moriarty from the jump. Get those younger guys with some veterans. I like it. I don't. I don't want BCC JV squad out there with with Moriarty. He just aligned with Stokely like five weeks ago. That no, there was no real follow up on. Like I don't. I don't want that. Let Garcia be solo. Let him stay with Jericho. Do something different. Uh, EVP of Talent Relations, head of creative, says Eddie <laughs> Kingston is a hero. That is the represent. That is the the opinion of EVP of Talent Relations, head of creative, and the fiance. Not all of Fightful. And uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast says your guys takes on Billy Gunn's AEW structure. So this is in old take that is new again because billy gunn just did a recent interview with with renee but he said this like early in in the run of aew so i guess the fact that like it hasn't changed isn't great but this is not like a a new revelation from from billy gunn of him saying like yeah aw structure like isn't what it what, like it's more wild wild west i because i remember writing this article i'll google it right now of yeah if anybody's gonna remember this stuff it is definitely jeremy um also you know who also said that cody um as a matter of fact i believe cody used the words punk rock uh he said that um when like when he signed with wwe uh he said aew uh has more of a punk rock vibe behind the scenes and that wwe is more of a corporate structure and it's it's uh, a little bit of a different strokes thing, but also, yeah, we, we've seen the benefits of both and we've seen the downsides of both. And I think we're starting to see um, some of the cracks, of course, in the, I guess, the punk rock vibe. But whatever, I'm still enjoying the shit on TV. <laughs> and that's what Reg was saying last night when uh, 
somebody was somebody had tweeted about how some of this stuff isn't good as far as these behind the scenes squabbles and reg was like man behind the scenes squabbles have been happening since like we've known pro wrestling what does that affect what happens on tv right because i i have i've noticed some squabbles i've told you about a couple i think um maybe i did but i've known about some squabbles behind the scenes that never made it public that probably never will uh and things ended up okay after the fact or there's um a few people behind the scenes that just don't speak to each other we know what the biggest one of that is but there's others who like do not make eye contact at all yeah as long as it doesn't affect the on-screen product and i mean i think kind of in the case of punk's call out of hangman it has a little bit of effect on the on-screen product uh but if it doesn't cool what happens behind the scenes like we were just saying that stuff is for a very small audience who like knows about it there's a good chance that a good portion of the audience has no idea about any of this stuff none hey we got a match though dax harwood versus jay lethal great um going back to the thing that uh we talked about on grapsity I know he's not everybody's favorite person. <laughs> Everyone loves Dax Harwood. The, <laughs> not the one I was talking about. <laughs> um, but it turns out that's probably why turning him heel was the right call. Because uh, as we've said on City multiple times, Jay Lethal kind of hasn't had a miss since he signed. And uh, that's a thing I think nobody really wants to wrap their head around. Um, but again talking strictly about the on-screen product and what i see on screen jay lethal's kind of had all hits match wise yeah it's true and And, you know it's it's not tough for me to admit i no problem admitting it i'm not the biggest jay lethal fan but if you are just talking on screen he does his role very well could they have someone else who is maybe more likable do that role yes but they have gone with jay lethal and i get it he does have some cachet to him from his Ring of Honor time. And he has very good matches. Jay Lethal is a good professional wrestler. That doesn't mean I got to completely like the actions he has done not as a professional wrestler. Um, I mean, it's interesting because everybody was kind of putting the match itself on, uh, on Dax Harwood. And they're like, oh, Dax has another one. But, like, Jay Lethal has been having bangers all year. Um, And, yeah, he hasn't missed. He hasn't been missing. Dax Harwood versus Jay Lethal is another one. Yeah, and I thought the match was fun. I thought it was great, actually. Uh, And it was the... uh, I don't know. It, it, It was definitely the most wrestling match on this show in terms of yeah. getting kind of down to the down to the ground and doing what Dax Harwood does best uh but yeah Dax Harwood and Jay Lethal just went out there had a great match Jay Lethal wins um with the roll up and a handful of tights but I feel like this was very back and forth a lot of time that this one got to a, a ton of time crowd was yeah. very very into it yeah it was and- it was a really good match and as far as just like Kind of the the old school style of wrestling, work a limb, stick to a psychology. Everyone loves that word. Uh, like this was certainly that match, and the crowd was into it. 
I, people really like Dax Harwood and, and it's easy to see why the man loves pro wrestling. And he's also a very good professional wrestler and Jake lethal works a good match. Uh, there's nothing, there's nothing technically wrong. <laughs> there's nothing technically wrong with, with Jay lethal as a pro wrestler. No. Um, but the biggest announcement we got out of this, holy shit was uh post match. They reminded us the six man is still on a six man match that a lot of people aren't really into. They are now because, uh, yes, Jay Lethal will be teaming up with a tag team in the six man match against the remaining three members of the Pinnacle. But it's not the team. That's not fair. Sean Spears. Sean Spears is still around somewhere. Hey, and Sean Spears actually tweeted, he quote tweeted them with the pinnacle or just with the little mountain emoji so he's there somewhere he's there somewhere but we actually got it announced that jay lethal is going to be teaming at all out with the motor city machine guns hey i the fan in me my personal fandom I love this. I love Motor City Machine Guns. I've praised them many, many times. Alex Shelley, Chris Saban, great team, innovative team. They should get, oh my gosh. Oh man, <laughs> I'm not doing a run-in today. Listen, this is a talent meeting. <laughs> and I want... My, this is my Shut up! Spot. Shut up! <laughs> I want you to know I have sent... See, I can just do that. I have sent Wrestling Inc. a letter... <laughs> Warning them about contract tampering. <laughs> and I will not settle for it. You fat pieces of shit. Start swinging on site, Sean. <laughs> I'm wondering who is going to do the red in. <laughs> it's me. What? what have you been doing? <laughs> Crack, you- apparently. <laughs> you are way, way too fired up. I mean, I'm, I'm a, usually on here with the running. Got an onboarding up. meeting with a sponsor because you know I sell them. Unlike uh, some people around here who undermine. I don't know. I was going to say our upcoming pay per view match, but Will's going, <laughs> and Jeremy may be working that night. So, yeah, I'm going to be working a ton that entire weekend. So that's good. I'm going to need some of that crack. I'm going to be hiding in the toilet. <laughs> that's fair. That's what I'm going to be doing. <laughs> you know what's funny is that's the next thing we have to talk about. <laughs> Not me. Good to see you guys. Before my Sean, before Sean's rudely interrupted my, my criticism of AEW, as much as I pop for the Motor City Machine Guns, I can see as a television viewer, if you were just like, who are these guys? Like we, we've not seen them on our show. We've been building. I'm going to be that guy, Will Washington. Don't like, be that we've guy. Been building, we've been building towards this trios match of Jay Lethal, Satnam Singh, and Sanjay Dutt. We've been building this. And then we get Motor City Machine Guns, who have not been on AEW television. Who we, why, are they, why are they cool with Jay Lethal? Wait, what, Jay Lethal is a bad guy. Motor City Machine Guns are good people. Like, why are they cool with Jay Lethal? All of a sudden, out here, I, I don't just because they're TNA originals. Cool. Like what? Are they, what beef do they have? That, that, that's with FTR is, and Warlow. That works it's a for great, me. 
they have a, a lot of history. Match. They even said we called in a favor. Like, hey, these are guys that obviously Jay Lethal's known a long time. They're both in Ring of Honor. They're both in TNA. Shit works. It's a great Look, match. You know, you know what? I not only hate that argument, I hate that argument when it comes to <laughs> literally anyone because I don't understand how we can still have that conversation knowing how many guys were introduced that way. And like, it's only been in like the last year or so that people started making that, oh, well, how are you just going to debut this person? This is going to be confusing. Like, did you ask that question when Eddie Kingston just showed up and challenged Cody? No, because because Eddie Kingston came out and talked a bunch of shit and told us who I am, who he he was. And he's like, no, he was just like mad for no reason. As a matter of fact, that was the matter of fact, you know, it's funny in hindsight because he did that interview on Swerve City Podcast where he talked about how that was the second take of that um, promo. So, of course, that's why the first line he says is, no, nah, we're going to get this right because he apparently had said Cody Rhodes and they didn't have the rights to the name Cody Rhodes at first. So they made him redo the whole promo. Um, but, like, there was no context to who Eddie Kingston was other than, all right, this is just kind of a badass dude who's being dropped into the show. If you know Eddie Kingston, this is cool. If not... Yeah, you're going to get to know him. And same with Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks was just dropped into the show. That was it. It wasn't like oh, a... They got promo time, though. They got promo Ricky time. Ricky Starks didn't get promo time. Ricky got a little video package. He got one little tiny, a little tiny video thing that was just like, I'm Ricky Starks. I'm about to have a match. Okay, but this is an open challenge <laughs> scenario as well. So you kind of expect, all right, just random person comes out here i'm just saying aew has gotten by on just dropping people into the show and eventually you get to know them or you don't and they go away forever the show works my issue with this is that i know the motor city machine guns i'm they're not Mm -hmm. appealing like they popped me They, they did their job with that they certainly popped me if i am just a regular watcher who's trying to follow week to week and i've been watching this big build towards satnam singh sanjay dutt jay lethal that's been happening for like a month now against ftr and wardlow and then all of a sudden i get motor city machine guns thrown in there and i've never seen these guys on my tv before i might be a little bit confused that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying and somebody mentioned of like oh casuals can can google and youtube and they certainly can and you know what they'll probably be like oh yeah this is a much better match than than sanjay and and satnam singh like i i don't really care to see that but they've been building towards this on weekly television and then it's just hey we call it a favor this is the match we're going to do i can see just a regular try to week to week viewer who doesn't google who doesn't do all of that stuff be like why is this happening and that look, if they explain it next week, which is certainly possible, and they can easily do that, then awesome. But as far as just like I'm gonna pop the people for for this match, I could see why not everybody popped for this, and they because we've never seen Motor City Machine Guns before. I think it popped had, me. It popped. I, me. I think had Motor City Machine Guns like actually been there, um, I think uh, a spoiler. Somebody was there, but for some reason they were not used. Uh, they did not come out. But one of them was there. Uh, I mean, obviously, like the shots that they took that they used for the the versus graphic were obviously done by AEW's production teams. So it's like you've had access to them at some point. But uh, I, I don't know. I'm cool. But we had an announcement that the AEW Women's World Champion. 
Thunder Rosa has sustained an injury and will not be able to compete at all out. And therefore, the fourth AEW slash Ring of Honor Championship this year. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply here to have an interim champion uh will take place the women's championship will see an interim champion crowned uh the match that was supposed to be tony storm versus thunder rosa is now a four-way between thunder rosa jamie hater Britt baker and now hikaru shida i think the four-way was always gonna happen that was something I've been saying on the show for weeks. Yeah. That I think that Britt and Jamie were always going to be added to it. Um, that Britt had this match schedule with Kylan King. And when you look at the rankings, they even moved Jamie Hayter into the top without her doing anything. And I think that was all. <laughs> I think that was all. Like the latest rankings came out and it, 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 they moved in Jamie Hayter. And I thought she didn't have a match to move up. But She was on TV. But I thought everybody gets moved up. (laughs) But I thought you're setting up a four way, aren't you? This is what's where this is going. Um, But especially because they just did the one on one at Forbidden Door. But uh, I I don't know if they were setting up a four way. I mean, maybe you you could be completely right. Well, I was thinking about Britt's promo from last week. But either way, right? Thunder Rosa can't compete, um, and therefore. And yeah, so there's some rumors out there right now as far as that's all concerned. Uh, And rumors about um, a squabble between um, Jamie Hayter and and Thunder Rosa and kind of a divided women's locker room. Uh, I will say that the thing that I said on Twitter that I heard about after it happened, immediately after it happened, wasn't the Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara thing. That was the stuff going around with uh with thunder rosa and jamie hater i will say i heard about that during the battle of the belts taping where that aired and somebody on twitter was like hey will kind of hinted that uh, during craft city the <laughs> that uh something went down during that match um uh, that was the thing i i was talking about um but yeah there's there's stuff uh, Sean's working on putting together a report as far as all of that is concerned. So FightfulSelect.com is how you get all of the true details um, on that matter. But yeah, uh, I will say that I had heard about that the day it happened um, and and all of the, the stuff leading into it throughout the day. So um, I will say it was, things, it was stuff that was building up because I heard earlier in the day um, just about mood around... The, the locker room and certain things happening and then the match happens and again it was pre-taped so it's not like i was watching it live i just got a message that was like who boy after that match uh not good so um as far as the rumor going around that thunder rosa is not actually injured um i know there's a lot of people who believe that but from what i've heard that's not true 
uh, that she does have a nagging. Um, saw the word disc used. So, yeah, it said back injury is yeah. what I think PW Insider. Uh, okay, I didn't know her. PW Insider did something about that. I want to make yeah. sure there's credit to PW yeah. Insider um, on that story. So yeah, there's there's stuff to it. Um, again, smoke and fire, guys. Um, <laughs> but uh, it's because I, I I see saw immediately because I know like look you, it's one of those if you have favorites and you want them to stay your favorites, you kind of just have to stay off the internet um, because stuff's going to come out that may make people not your favorites anymore. Um, and I go with what Phil Lindsay said on Saturday. You don't know none of these people. Like, <laughs> that's it. You don't know any of these people. You watch them on TV. And uh, that that is kind of what it is. Um, but we are going to see a new champion. And as I tweeted, and this was one of those, I got excited about this fact because as a big Hikaru Shida fan, um, as soon as they announced her in the match, I immediately went, oh, she's now the only woman to have worked every all out. <laughs> and uh, she's been on the main card every time. She was. She faced Riho at the first All Out. At the second one, she faced Thunder Rosa. At the third one, she was originally not going to be on the card because the Casino Battle Royale was originally on the buy-in, and then um, they ended up moving it to the main show, which then made, meant that, hey, that was still true even last year. And now Hikaru Shida getting in this four-way uh, makes her, or puts her in that match. Hey, speaking of which... Um, I know I had reported earlier in the day that Sheeta faced uh, Emi Sakura. Um, yeah. We had wave title on the line. How was that? It was a good match. Yeah, it was good. I don't want to spoil anything, but it was good. Everyone should watch Elevation to go out of their way and check it out. Sheeta's good. Mean, I'm glad. I'm, what, what more do you want, Will? Do you want me to tell you <laughs> who, who won? How they won? Like... No, Will. Okay. Every, the, everybody watches Dark Elevation, okay? Everybody, all the <laughs> AEW fans watch all the AEW shows to keep up with this stuff. That's how they know who Motor City Machine Guns are, Will. They don't watch just the, the regular shows. They, they keep up with everything. They, and if they don't, they can Google it. So I'm not going to spoil it because I don't want to give it away to everybody. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> play into um, all of it now. <laughs> yeah, but no, uh, I, I mean, I, I heard good things um, it was good. from people in the arena. Good. Uh, I am very glad. Because uh, the one thing when it comes to Hikaru Shida um, that just seems to remain true, and I hope more people get that opportunity, it is that when it comes to AEW, everybody's best match is with Hikaru Shida. And... I, I hope she wins at the pay-per-view. I, I think she should get a like a run in front of fans because most of her run was not in All front of, of fans. Oh, oh, she lost the title. I couldn't. In front of I, fans. That was it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I couldn't remember like exactly when she had won the title. If that came in front of fans, uh, my memory nah, is very bad was, when it comes. I do that, not have the first, Will Washington memory. That was at Double or Nothing 2020. No fans in the building. Okay, and then she lost it at 2021, uh, and that had fans. That was it. Her only title defense with. Uh, a full arena of fans was the one she lost it in. But yeah, 
uh, I do feel like every time I hear about certain people's best matches, it's always like, like Penelope Ford got their best match with a Karshita. And Ty Conti got their best match with a Karshita. And uh, the match that put Britt Baker on the map was with a Karushita. Uh, yeah. And that's just continually how it goes. She is everybody's best match, and there's a reason for that. Um, I would like to see her get a second run. I don't think it's going to happen, but I would like to see her get a second run. Uh, oh, there's my phone vibrating with ratings. I already saw them in yeah, the chat. Yeah, we got the ratings. Yeah, people, yeah, we do. People throwing them in there. Yeah. So they did over I a million. They, they did. I did. Sorry, did I spoil? Uh, you did. I usually get to that at the end of the show, Jeremy Lombard. Sorry, but people are talking uh, about it. People are people are very excited that it, they did over a million. So yeah, for them. Um, and uh, Ray Slaver says rankings. Abaddon is thirty-four and three and stuck on dark. Yeah, I mean the rankings don't. I said I don't like the rankings. They don't matter. They they just kind of use them as a crutch to whenever they want to use them. But Jay Lethal's ranked in the top five. He's stuck in this trios match. He should be like, he should, couldn't he get uh just a TNT title shot? You know, we'll talk about the acclaimed here in a second. They they're getting title shot, which is great. I love the acclaimed, but they ain't the top team. Top teams in a trios ranked. match. They're ranked. They are ranked, but they're not ranked number one. They never said you had to be number one to get a shot. You just have to be in the top five. They've said I feel that like since the, day one. I feel like the number one team should maybe get a title shot considering they haven't had one and they're on the show just in a random trios match. You know, I don't want FTR to get a shot because, like, uh, at least not yet. I feel like, look, I get it. I get why people want FTR to get the shot. But FTR has multiple things to fall back on, right? Like hey, they have Ring of Honor tag titles that they can defend and do something yeah. with. They have the IWGP belts. They've got the AAA uh, tag team titles. There's stuff they can do, whereas you can use the other belts to put some other teams on the map, and they're doing that. And I actually am preferring that right now. Um, I get it. I'm related to one half of the World Tag Team Champions. And um, I said this on Twitter, but as people who watch the after dynamite know that edit, I made the Swerve's theme song, adding the who's house to the beginning. The thing I was picturing when I came up with that. And when I made that change to a song was exactly the use it got last night. Uh, because we did see uh, Billy Gunn versus Colton gun. Um, we talked about Max Caster's rap uh, and Colton got the victory, but then uh, was way too long. Uh, it was only six minutes and sixteen seconds, and still too long. Really, for you. it felt it felt like forever. <laughs> it really did. I mean, I Billy Gunn is a monster of a man. Watching him work in twenty twenty two pops me tremendously. But man, that match felt long. Oh, let me tell you though, I when I was at Forbidden Door in Chicago, I tried to get a daddy ass chant going, and it didn't catch <laughs> on. Nobody wanted to chant. They were all chanting ass boys, and I'm like. There's no ass boys out here. It's just Billy Gunn. Um, and I'm like, it's daddy ass. And it didn't work. So I was so proud of Cleveland last night when he got in the ring and that big daddy ass chant broke out. Yeah. And uh, daddy ass is over. He is. Appreciate that. Super over. Um, 
but yeah, after the match was over, uh, then the acclaim tried to to save Billy here, and uh, they got jumped, and then in came Swerve in our glory for the save. And yeah, the who's house part hit, and it got an eruption from the crowd, and they reacted, and I thought that was exactly what I was going for when I came up with it. I wanted it to kind of spring on the crowd like a, um, like obviously, The Rock is the, the exception to, to so many rules, but I wanted it to be kind of like an if you smell kind of thing that just gets the crowd's attention immediately, and they react. And I was like, I think Swerve's theme needs that, and I, I made it, I, I pitched it, to Tony and Tony was like yes and that was it I got the order of events there wrong I actually pitched the idea before I actually made it um but um look at the levels to to Wills this is why AEW music legend Will Washington the levels of like this is how I had my idea crafted here what I wanted to go for god yeah everybody's but it worked right like, now. It's I was happy I was happy to see it actually like the first week that it ran uh my heart was in like the pit of my stomach because like there was barely any reaction and i was like oh shit it was like a bad idea and i tanked my cousin's career what was i thinking and of course that was the night he ran won the tag titles uh but then like the following week the who's house hit it was super over and i was like okay i just needed to wait a week is because nobody expected it the first week uh and then third week it was over again and pretty much since then whose house hits and it's exactly immediate it pop to be. last night immediate. when 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 that yeah. hit immediate pop yeah people can barely even hear the rumble in there there's a rumble sound effect that's in there it goes whose house and then it goes and didn't <laughs> I don't hear even it. know what I even call it sound effect <laughs> but i put that in there too um anyway uh mike from indeed says happy thursday to you both between Mox versus Punk and the trios match, that back half of Dynamite was some wild television. Motor City Machine Guns being added to the trios changed my excitement. Do a 180. Okay. I, th- I think he got more excited because, yeah, as I was going to say, do we need to, there we go. Let's do our show or we'll do the show. Is the audio okay? I don't think it is. I don't think anybody can hear us. Yeah, I, hey, I grabbed my mic like a professional. That way uh, my audio might still might still be okay. Everybody can see the my chair. I I did a 180 back in the other direction. So, uh, thank you. Hope it's a good Thursday (laughs) for you as well, Mike. Yes, I hope so as well. Uh, what else we got? C says FTR overrated, in my opinion. Wow, you're entitled to your opinion. That's a hot take. I hope the chat buries you as much as they've been burying me for this show. Uh, uh oh, that's scoops. Will's getting scoops. Uh, let's see. Uh, no, it's just Reg with funny stuff. Oh. Reg, Reg, Reg is a great guy. He's putting over his guy, uh, Titus Alexander, on the spotlight today. I know Reg is a fan of Titus Alexander. Will, oh, Will is enthralled God. by this message from Reg. Uh, it's just uh, funny stuff. It's people are the the worst um but anyway. what's reg doing what if i sent this link to him right now you think he'd pop uh, on I'll send maybe uh let's see uh bridget says thank you for being so much fun to watch i learned so much from you both thank you thanks i appreciate that and jay blood says i just need to know how jeremy is processing the uh the chet 
Holmgren news. Uh, I mean, I think Jay Blood, I'm pretty sure. I could be misremembering, but I'm pretty sure Jay Blood is a uh, Jared Bailey, and I'm processing by that we are going to be bad again next year. It, but it sets the timeline back, and that's very, very unfortunate. But I'm fine. They, you know, I, I'm celebrating a Stanley Cup still. I ain't worried about the basketball. Eric Brady says, "Is it true Eddie Kingston is <laughs> mad at Sammy Guevara because they ordered loaded nachos and Sammy ate all the best nachos with the meat and stuff?" valid reason honestly it's a very valid reason to be mad at somebody would you be mad I at mean, somebody if you ordered these nachos and like they just ate all the good stuff well like i would be yeah but i feel like you also have to be like nice enough as soon as you get like the loaded nachos to just like start like grab a fork and just like spread stuff evenly so that way what if you what if you had to like go to the bathroom or something so like you but then you get up and then by the time you came back the, the all the good nachos were gone and we've seen, I don't know if you've seen the South Park episode, Will, but they got the KFC bucket in there. And then Cartman eats all the skin <laughs> off have, the chicken. Of course, all the, kids are getting, yes, all the kids are getting the groceries in. Like, that's just a dick move. So that's Cartman deserved to be punched in the face. Yes. Uh, Tom says, props to Cleveland booing Brit. No one else does. Uh, yeah, you guys were in Pittsburgh sucks mode. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't have a... Uh, horse in this race i don't care about pittsburgh or or uh cleveland honestly both both fan bases kind of suck well the folks loved kylan king who yeah. uh, got her second match on dynamite in a row um they're definitely showcasing her a lot differently than they did uh a year ago this is a new kylan king it was a good match kylan king i mean she she was there. Yeah, what has happened? I didn't know if it was just me or uh, apparently it oh. is your mic has gone has gone insane here, Will. Okay, then you're going to see Jeremy split in half again. Okay, I'm going to split in half. I, it's just me. All right, let's talk about, about Kang and uh, her great match against Britt Baker. Not in the 930 spot. Now Now you or me. Oh, there we go. Uh, not in the 930 spot, which is a big, uh, big shocker, but good. Good to see the women get, get bumped up here and yeah Britt won which was to be expected but I hope Kylan King she's not is she officially signed you would know better now uh I don't know um okay. it's a good question I know that so one of the things to look for or to see whether or not somebody's at least under some kind of working agreement with AEW and I, she definitely is at the moment and that is evidenced by Greenfly uh, and if you happen to look at people's Twitter accounts, uh, wrestlers' Twitter accounts, and you notice that, you know, sometimes it'll say posted by Twitter for Android. Sometimes it'll say posted by Twitter for iPhone. Sometimes it'll say posted from a web browser, all of that. But if it says posted by Greenfly, so Greenfly is a service that uh, companies use to make posts through their employees. And it's actually really easy to make posts through your employees um using greenfly where basically they all they have to do is authorize the greenfly token and you, they can make posts for you um and aw is this an ad that. read no what i'm knowing you oh i that, thought you were doing an ad read that was that no. was great can greenfly sponsor this show that was but, i thought you were doing an ad read i didn't want to cut you off but then i was confused but aew has since day one used greenfly that's a tool they use 
to make posts for their talent. And so usually you can tell if somebody's under some kind of working agreement if they have authorized Greenfly on their account. And I'm pretty sure she just had it like reauthorized um, because she just made some recent posts or some recent posts were made through her Twitter account to promote Dynamite that were done through Greenfly. Okay. I will take so, your word for this. I will. I don't um, know if she's gotten the All Elite graphic. She has not gotten the All Elite graphic. She never has. Uh, but I have said that, um, you know, one of the things that Kylan King offers, uh, as Sean mentioned last week, is that, look, Kylan King, this is the, a woman who is six foot um, and has a lot of things to offer athletically, especially on a brand that just had that out of um, Chris Statlander, and she's injured right now. And I feel like that's a void she could very much fill. And I would like to see her fill that. Yeah, I mean, they they need someone to sort of fill that role with Statlander out. Kylan King has proven herself. It seems like people enjoy the work of Kylan King. I enjoy her work. So keep her as a regular because we see so many times that they, they get on the show and then they're not on the show anymore. So I would like to see her kind of have a consistent role on the show. Yes. Um, and David says, I think Google Fiber is coming to Colorado. I hope you can get it, Will. I hope so, too. That'd be great. Because um, we, I literally only have uh, Xfinity as an option. That's it. Uh, I can get nobody else. I moved into this subdivision five years ago, and I didn't move very far. It's less than a mile away. But I had other internet options. But for whatever reason, you enter my subdivision, Xfinity is the only option. And uh, it sucks. It sucks because, like, it's fine. Um, when Xfinity works, I don't even think about it. It's just internet I have in my house. But when it doesn't work, man, do I get pissed. And it's like, I, I can't even, like, make a threat, right? Like, don't look at me. Like, if uh, they price gouge me for what something. Are you, what are you going to do, Will Washington? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, they'll be like, oh, well, tough shit that your internet's yep. not working today. Go to dial-up, asshole. And, yeah. oh, you can't get that either because guess who the phone lines are all through? Xfinity. That's right. Like the cable companies, they, they, they just got you. Sorry about they that one, Will. Freaking got us. Uh, Jay Blood also says, uh, setting up the Brick Highland match with the angle on Dark is exactly how that should work when Dark becomes their women's show. I don't know if Dark's going to be. I mean, they're doing all elite women at some point. I, I think that's yeah. a show that, that's going to happen. So we'll see. I'm fine with them setting up stuff on Dark. Everybody watches all the AEW programming. <laughs> Everyone knows who all of these people are. And if you don't, whatever. <laughs> like, the option is there to watch it. Like, that's the thing. Is, yes, it is. You don't have to, but it is. Like, if you want to, go. It is. Oh, fucking head. Um, anyway. Oh, Will's uh, going robot again, everybody. Have I really? Yeah, I think so. Ah! <laughs> this one lasted oh, a little bit longer. It's I, I I blame it on me that that I'm here and now Will is uh he can't can't get his service to work I'll take I'll take the complete uh, blame for it yes pile driver finisher that's that's what I was uh, maybe it was has something with. to do with the fact that I have like a hundred tabs open I don't know um, maybe you should close the why do you have a hundred tabs open why don't you have a hundred tabs open I think is the better question 
as I know how to manage my 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 load when it comes to that stuff. Uh, that didn't sound right, but you know what I mean. Oh no! Do, do I gotta save this show? <laughs> uh, apparently so. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. I can't because I'm <laughs> heading over to FightfulSelect.com to post even more on Eddie and Sammy. I've gotten sort of a both sides of the situation aspect. Um, was it a left or a right hook? <laughs> so it wasn't it, like that was a thing. Like I, I will say this: when I reached out to Eddie, like he wouldn't like confirm or deny it, but he but he was like, wasn't a brawl, and I was wrong. That's that's pretty much all he said. He's like, I was wrong by doing that; shouldn't have done it, and. Uh, He's like, I want that to be known. I was wrong because I was wrong. And I was like, you know what? I respect that an awful lot. Um, and we but, talked about that at the beginning of the show, that that was yeah, yeah. been his temperament on it and his tone. Yeah. And uh, respect to him for, for saying that, doing that, because it'd be very easy for him to just roll with the, the Twitter temperament of, that's Eddie <laughs> type of thing. <laughs> And as I tweeted earlier, I kept thinking back to him telling me that when he was younger, one of his friends corked a wiffle ball bat with rocks and nails. And I'm like, well, it could have been a lot worse. <laughs> it could have yeah. been worse. <laughs> but uh, Sean, can you I can you please, since since you have reached out to Eddie, please tell him that the fiance says Eddie no. is never wrong and he is a hero. Relay that message to him and, and hopefully he you know doesn't does something with it he's a hero okay and he's never wrong super chat from ray says motor city machine gun still with impact talent sharing again never heard of this Sab team saban's under contract shelly isn't from what i understand um but very much a footage sharing situation here the footage they used was from impact but i mean they it seems like impact's been pretty chill with that when i mm -hmm. asked like hey did you all buy the rights to christian's theme I was told, no, Impact was just pretty chill about it. They were pretty cool about us just using it. And you know what? Impact got to use Christian, so I think they should be all right with it. Uh, but, yeah, FightfulSelect.com. What, what did Sammy say? You said you reached out to both sides. Do we got to subscribe to Fightful Select to get Sammy's side? Yes. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. I respect that. Yes, but... Um, I think there were some communication issues there. I think that was it. And listen, my cat's in here meowing at me. He's not even supposed to be in here. I got to get to work. All right. Stay after Good dynamite. Time. Finally, Sean's working. Doesn't do anything uh, all day. All right. The big thing on the show, though. Now, we should have known some shenanigans were up. I knew there were shenanigans, but I didn't know what they were going to be because they had said earlier in the night when they interviewed Death Triangle, they were like, in our main event, I thought, your main event? <laughs> okay, so we know that we're going to have whatever is going to happen with this tag or the, the world championship match is going to happen well before then. What, what is going on? Top of the hour. We get there. CM Punk, John Moxley. John Moxley makes his way down to the ring. The interim world champion. Big entrance, wild thing, crowds way into it. CM Punk comes down to the ring. Great look on his face. I thought, I've watched this like four or five times now because I've had time to do so. Um, and, uh, CM Punk, 
for a guy who knew what was coming, I have to say, sold all of this perfectly cockily, right? He comes down looking all like, all right, time to make short work of this chump. Um, the way he looks off to the crowd, it's clobbering time. Like, he did not boo-boo face this at all. Uh, talking about CM Punk, the professional, he definitely... I think that's why it was such a shocker to people because he did not enter this scenario looking anything less than 100% game face. Like, I am ready to kick this dude's ass. And well, good. He was a professional. Good. That's how it should be. Yeah. It's a very pro Moxley crowd. Uh, yes. Lots of boos for CM Punk. Yes. Didn't even feel like there were boos for John Moxley as much as like there were pro CM Punk people, but. Nope, John Moxley's no, here. No and one booed. No one booed Moxley. And he's from Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a guy you should boo in Cleveland. Yeah, it, uh, Cleveland. They're a bunch of idiots, though. Will like that? That's <laughs> I told you. The Cleveland fan base is is dumb. They can't they can't make up their mind. It's just Ohio. It's like yeah, Ohio. Let's go. We're just going Ohio over everything. Cleveland Cincinnati rivalry is off when it comes to like representing Ohio, especially against a guy from Chicago. All right, fine. That's fair. Either way, uh, holy shit. So, uh, I, match actually got started intensely, and crowd was way into it. Big chants, big cheers. Let's go uh, Moxley, CM Punk. And uh, CM Punk goes for a kick, lands kind of awkwardly. It's more so he spins kind of awkwardly, starts clutching the leg, and... Moxley starts taking advantage. Moxley realizes something's up here. Um, and he starts hitting Punk with the elbows, uh, attacks the foot, hits him with two Death Riders. One, two, three. We have a new world champion. Yes. Uh, it ruled. It absolutely ruled. I'm all for these like kind of squash-style matches. I loved it when Goldberg and, and Lesnar did this. It's great. It, it's great is because the, it's... Go ahead. Is the All-Atlantic Championship the only belt that hasn't changed hands on a Dynamite this year? I think it is. Uh, so, I think so. Yeah, that, that, sounds, that sounds about right. I think sure. all the rest have changed hands on Dynamite this year. Yeah, yeah. The TBS... I, I guess it that was... was on, on, I guess the first crowned on Dynamite, yeah. So, it was crowned on Dynamite, so... Yeah, true, okay. All the land, um, only one that hasn't. Well, I mean, has it even been defended on Dynamite? Defended no, on, like, it's only been defended overseas on, and stuff. Overseas and then played on Dark. Yeah, yeah. So, um, I love this. I thought it was great. Uh, I was shocked, completely shocked by it. A bunch of a bunch of dorks are saying that CM Punk always oh, sold the wrong foot. The wrong foot got injured. Again, dorks. Well, because he kicked with the right. But he sold the left, and so people are like, "Oh, they did it. It's, he didn't, or he either kicked with the wrong foot, or he sold the wrong foot. Whatever you want to say, it's people who clearly haven't taken a step in life. They've they've spent their entire entire life just in bed. They've never moved off their chair or their couch because if you've had an injured foot, I have an injured foot. Well, look at this. Look, my foot is wrapped up. Put me on wiki feet, everybody. My foot is wrapped up, uh, and when I step. It hurts. I don't have to kick anybody with it. Jeremy Wiki feet right now. <laughs> when I step, it hurts. It, like, 
And if I put a bunch of weight on it, if I try to throw a kick with my other foot, it's going to hurt. Okay. Because like, you're that, taking that's... the weight off of yes. the other foot and therefore putting all your weight on that foot. Right. And it, that's this how is, this works. Yes. It, it doesn't seem like it's difficult to understand. But for some reason, people are like, well, well that's not the foot he kicked with. Why is he selling? No, the left foot was injured. And so when he puts all the weight on that foot, it's probably going to hurt a little bit. If it's not fully repaired, it's not fully healthy, which is what what uh, the the um, the story we're supposed to be telling here. Like, it seems pretty simple to me. We see athletes get injured all the time by just stepping on their plant foot. Punters, when they come down on their plant foot, that's the one that gets hurt, not the one they're kicking with. All right? Get off the couch. Yeah, I don't know what. I was shocked by this. It was cool, but man, I was just stunned, fucking shocked that this was the ending. And like I said, I was five minutes behind. So I ended up knowing about this without seeing the match because during entrances, everybody starts texting. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, uh, the crowd seemed so what the hell. I think everybody was in such a what the hell moment. Yeah that I think everybody missed the Christian promo that came next because I did. Holy, sh- holy shit. Moxley is the champ. Moxley was still celebrating in the crowd while they're Aaron Christian's promo and stuff. So like I'm overlooking at, at the crowd where Moxley is like going having a party and everything. Christian said some stuff. I'm sure it was fine, but no one was really paying attention to it. Yeah, man. Some people have some weird takes in the chat. I'm just reading some of the stuff where like dude we're not tony khan i what the fuck do we care um, but i might be yeah it's true we did find <laughs> out recently that you're jimmy van so i can also that's see true exactly exactly that, that you are also tony khan <laughs> somebody's uh, gonna accuse me of owning AEW. <laughs> ricky starks hell yeah came down came down to the ring to cut a very emotional promo on, on Powerhouse Hobbs. Robo and declared, <laughs> we'll get through this. Ricky Starks with his sweet with his sweet green vest. Uh Ricky Starks, a, a legend in the uh the Lambert household with his sweet green vest showed up and cut just a, a fantastic promo, much like Daniel Garcia showing just great emotion, getting the crowd invested in this whole story. Uh, I loved it. I, Ricky, I'm glad Ricky is getting a a match at All Out, a singles match, a match that has some juice behind it, a lot of juice behind it with the, the Powerhouse Hobbs story. I'm glad it's a, it's a big match for Ricky. He deserves this spot. It is his time. Like John Moxley, like John Cena, Ricky Starks' time is now. And I'm glad he's getting Mike. Wait, time. wait, wait. First Good off, Good for Ricky. John Moxley was the one saying his time is now, and he said it multiple times. On yeah, show. as I said, like John Cena, like John, like John Moxley. Ricky Starks' yeah. time is now. But Ricky Starks, yeah, I thought this was a great promo. Um, I wish the crowd had been a little more into it, but I feel like they were so just taken out of everything. I personally, I was into it because I was hanging on every word this man said. That is why how I was into it. I was just listening looking into the, the the gaze of Ricky Starks as, as he pours his heart out 
on the microphone. I thought it was great. I thought uh, it was a really passionate promo. Um, and I think he's going to be an excellent babyface going forward. I'm really excited for this. And uh, But also Hobbs has been looking like a star lately. This could go either way. Uh, the all-out card went from like zero to 100 real quick because all of a sudden on the card officially now we've got ricky starks of powerhouse hobbs we have swerve in our glory versus the acclaimed fucking told you all by the way i said that's where they were going <laughs> and uh for all the people and thank you roy who says i for one embrace auto-tuned will thank you um but we i i had said i was like you know what the acclaimed getting these wins on tv uh something tells me this isn't for nothing Stuff just doesn't happen on this show. Yeah, They're usually one win on TV. A big one. In a it was fucking big. dumpster in a dumpster I mean, match. Yeah, but like I, I got no problem with the acclaim. They're my they're my favorite And also team. acknowledging them as the winningest team in the history of AEW, which is also true, by the way. They just uh, they got a tag team shot, a title shot earlier this year, and they lost, didn't they? Like on Dynamite? Mm-hmm. And they've they've mm-hmm. got like one win on Dynamite since then it was a big match it was a dumpster match against i'm pretty sure the ass boys were unranked and had like no wins on dynamite so cool this is why i, I can't mean, get into the rankings do stories just give me some stories at least it's not a triple threat tag team match no that, I, a I don't little bit of story the behind this but also i don't know uh i i mean nobody ever said it's just wins on dynamite it's it's wins period I know everybody watches dark. I know it's not just dynamite. I just wish I wish for the tag. But nobody says you have to watch. But the funny thing is, also nobody says you have to watch any of that stuff. It's just it exists. Will don't you think like there can be a little bit more story behind this stuff? Like the acclaimed have been tied in with the ass boys for pretty much the entire year, and then okay, swerve in our glory like saves them, and it's like we we respect you. We're gonna do a match, but we really haven't had like any kind of ties to you i just want like a little bit of story to this stuff not just yeah i i wish this would have just kicked off a few weeks ago yeah like back just, when i was like something i i thought this would be the match for um for all out i i, I would have liked to have probably seen the build start a couple of weeks ago and not here but otherwise this is the right match to me I got no problem with the match. I just yeah. wish, yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more to it. That's all. I just want a little bit more to it. Hector says, Will to star in the next Terminator. Thank you, Hector. But finally, <laughs> we get to our main event. And boy, what a main event. Death Triangle versus Aussie Open and Will Ospreay. On one end, Aussie Open and Will Ospreay, of course. Like, we have to get to a confrontation with Kenny. But are we really going to get to a confrontation with Kenny? That feels too good to be true. Yeah. Um, they're going to stall us out. They just have to. We know how this stuff works. Uh, but on the other hand, like, if you have a match and you have a big thing people want to see, you should do it. And sure enough, they went there. But before we got there, we actually did get to see what was a phenomenal match of the Flippy Doos. Um, if you are not into the Flippy Doos, then I will tell you your mileage will vary on this. If you're one of those guys who's like, this isn't wrestling, this is gymnastics, then boy, oh boy, this is Hated gymnastics this. and a half. Yeah. Uh, you are going to hate this shit. You are going to 
pull up your Jim Cornette podcast and be like, I need to hear what he has to say about this because this isn't real wrestling. This They didn't grab any holds. They were just doing a routine. But man, if you like some fucking routines, this shit was great. And I love some fucking routines. Um, they started out uh, Will Ospreay and... Uh, pretty much from jump, Will Ospreay and Ray Phoenix decided, hey, we're going to show you that we're Will Ospreay and Ray motherfucking Phoenix. And uh, they had a little cool flip off. And then uh, the match pretty much went balls to the wall from there. Went through three commercial breaks. Did you have fun with this in the crowd? Because the crowd seemed like they were. Oh, crowd was this. crowd was into it very much. Um, so... I was I was with the fiance and she's like I don't know about doing Punk and Moxley right now and then the main event with this trios match I don't think the crowd's gonna be into it and then like from the first opening sequence of Osprey and Phoenix she's like okay I was wrong crowd loves all of this stuff I was like yeah like they're gonna go crazy for this shit like it's a lot of it's a lot of great sequences and it, it was uh, I I enjoy I enjoy that stuff I will say watching live when you can kind of see the setup a little bit more there was like one moment where Aussie open is just like literally just on a knee outside the ring it was when phoenix and pack and osprey were doing all the stuff on their top rope and Aussie open had been just like on a knee not actually selling anything just like chilling on a knee uh for like five minutes it felt like it's like you can get up there and like help them you know but like they got to set up their sequences and everything it loses a little bit when you can see the peripheral stuff and you're there live on television. I'm sure you can't see any of that. So like, it looks, it looks cool, but they're just outside. They're selling their hurt and everything, but it loses a little bit when you're live and you're just like, just go help your guy. Like you're just chilling, watching the action. Like go help him. What are you doing? Yeah. I mean, I know the spot where Pac did the, the backflip and he was trying to find his uh, positioning and um, the other two guys were outside kind of waiting and they never showed us the other two guys so we never had to like see that but yeah. i imagine from a crowd perspective that was probably one of those moments of uh, really yeah yeah dash says uh mark davis got pixar mom booty it's <laughs> my favorite comment ever <laughs> um but yeah i thought this was dope but that was a lot of fun um uh, I will say that the Kip Sabian spot at ringside was actually a genuine shocker uh, because, uh, I mean, what happened to that guy? Like, was he just kidnapped? He had his mouth taped. So I assume Kip Sabian, where did he go after Kip Sabian? I mean, after Pac pulled the, pulled the, the box off his head. Tune in to Road to AEW All Out on YouTube next week to find out what happened to the Kip Sabian guy who was kidnapped. That's where they will follow up on that angle. They don't do road to pay-per-views <laughs> on YouTube. Those are road called to count- dynamite all out. Those are, called, those are called countdown when it's to a pay-per-view. It's road to when no. it's to dynamite. Yeah, road or- to dynamite. Road to dynamite all out. Isn't that what I said? If not, that's what I meant. But yeah, uh, I, th- this was just a lot of fun. Um, and once Kip Sabian got involved, that was his grand return to Dynamite, by the way. That was the first time we had seen Kip Sabian's full face. I and mean, he's been on Dynamite in box form for like the last, year. for like a year. But yeah. all of a sudden now, we got to see him and he attacked Pac, uh, setting us up for a potential All-Atlantic Championship match. 
But as far as Will Ospreay is concerned, he and Ozzy Open got the victory. And then Kenny's music hits. Holy shit, we're actually getting Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega on television. It's going to be in a six-man. But this is our first glimpse at Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega. And they had a promo after the show went off the air um, that's been uploaded to YouTube. I thought it was very good. I I thought it was fantastic. Uh, You know, being there live and Kenny jokes of like, eh, nobody's going to see this or hear this. And then he's like, all right, go try to fill my shoes. Like you couldn't do it in New Japan. And Osprey is just talking a bunch of shit. And then Kenny's talking a bunch of shit. Don Callis and his sparkly ass shoes come out to hold back Kenny Omega with the Young Bucks. It was good stuff. It was really really good stuff. If you haven't seen it, yeah. They uploaded the entire thing. Um, watch it over on AEW's YouTube. Um, but either way, let's talk about the ratings, shall we? Because uh, here they are. TV ratings, August 24th. AEW did 1,049,000. Roughly in range. Uh, that was good enough for a 0.34, and that would put it number one back on cable. Uh, and the number six overall in broadcast, when you include broadcast, uh, television, because Big Brother, uh, spanked its ass. But that is up over last week's show. Of course it was. It had a title match. That's it. Great. Fairly Can I say that I don't care about ratings, Will? Does that vary... Like the, the the gimmick, you know, you're supposed to care about ratings on Twitter and it's supposed to be life or death with this stuff. It's out where it's um, at. It's great that they did over a million. But I'll tell you why I care about ratings. Okay. Um it is the only metric of success. That's a, the only thing you've got. Um and if there were any other metric uh to measure, and the thing is there are plenty um that companies have. But as far as television is concerned, and knowing how successful a product is, the only metric you've got is ratings. Let's Very read fair. a couple. Uh, let's read a couple of Humper Chats. Jennifer, thank you, Jennifer. Um, welcome, Jeremy, as official co-host and not run-in. Uh, want a swerve with the women's four-way and hater to take it. Um, like I, I've been predicting, I think that's where we get the split. I think that. Uh, Brit would want Jamie to just lay down because then you get the pinfall and you get the championship and Hater won't. Uh, let's see. Van Twinblade says, It's happening, Will. Delirious versus Matt Seidel, or Delirious and Matt Seidel, excuse me, versus Warhorse and Dan the Dad. Uh, the two guys that put St. Louis on the indie map in the 2000s versus the two guys who are the faces to, of today's. Um, Van Twinblade always giving us. Uh, the updates on what's happening in independent wrestling in St. Louis. Always appreciate it. Always appreciate the Glory Pro updates. Thank you, Van Twinblade. And thank you, everybody, who tuned in to this episode. And Van Twinblade even said, don't forget Humpers. I didn't forget Humpers, Van Twinblade. You spent two extra dollars. Give a super chat. Give a super chat to make sure you didn't forget the Humpers. Tremendous. I did did forget. I had it. I had it queued up. And hey, Thanks, everybody, for checking out Day After Dynamite. 
the third edition here on Main Fightful. Um, and we got a couple of run-ins from Sean Rossap. That's always stole fun. My, stole my gimmick. Uh, he did. Don't forget to check out Grapsity this Saturday, noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Uh, that's right here, youtube.com slash Fightful. I've also got a new show coming that features two Fightful people, but it's not on Fightful. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. I'll be hosting uh, After the Week with Denise. Uh, we've been working on that for quite some time, and it was a show where we talk about the things that happen throughout the week. And go figure, our first episode is just fucking full of shit, right? Um, because all of a sudden, Johnny Gargano's back, and... Uh, we got to talk about uh, guys potentially having been punched in the face and hiding in bathroom stalls. And there's a lot of stuff that me and Denise get to talk about this Sunday on the inaugural edition of After the Week. It's me and Denise, youtube.com slash Denise Salcedo. Um, and yeah, there's going to be plenty more, I'm sure, because there's still more wrestling to happen this week. NWA 74, Will. I know you're excited about that. Ooh, I have to add that to our our, <laughs> our shared Google Doc, I guess, uh, to make sure that uh, Denise is aware that, hey, we also have to talk about NWA 74 on this week's <laughs> inaugural edition. By the way, though, I've been hyping this up, but it's like my favorite fucking thing. The intro to that show is literally <laughs> my favorite intro of any show I've done. Did I show you, Jeremy? Did I show you that intro? I don't think I've seen this, no. Oh, my God. It's so great. All right, y'all have to send it to me. It's so great. Shout out to Mikey Ruckus for that intro. Uh, It's really good. But hey, folks, I got to go pick up my kids. Uh, So thank you for joining us here on Day After Dynamite. For Jeremy Lambert, I'm William Washington. I will see you next time. Have a great day. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.